This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I have a quick question for you, Josh. Where is your God now? <laughs> Sir Lot was nowhere to be found in Game Week 31. But Mo Salah, <laughs> all hail. For, forget cheaters. We're not hailing cheaters anymore. We have yeah. to hail Mo Salah, who took what we all predicted was going to be one of the worst, lowest-scoring uh, game weeks of all time to yeah. one of the the craziest highest scoring game weeks of the season it was a strange game week even even with those opening fixtures i mean the opening three were they were kind of okay i think for all of us i mean you know i think uh the points came a little late i think the first half was like a little dicey for everybody but you know in the end um milovojevic uh gets a penalty a couple bonus points uh stanislaus, stanislaus came through, came through. yeah mm-hmm. with, with the late goal Walcott assist, which I didn't even know was possible. Uh, that is like Walcott <laughs> steps in and, and looks us all in the eye and he says, I I will do the absolute least I can do for all of yeah. you managers who have invested in me the last month. <laughs> so thanks for nothing, yeah. Theo. Sank Tosun comes through with a brace, which, you know, I, I mean, I, I was, he was kind of, it was hard to properly rate that Everton team going into that match, right? It was, you could have easily brought in a, you know, a Stoke defender going into that match, you know, and yeah. just based on their, their road performances in the past. So I, I know he'd scored a goal in the match before, but um, pretty, I mean, I, you know, I think he, he was a great free hit chip option. Um, but yeah, he really, he really came through well. So, and then I got a Hennessy clean sheet, which is, um, which was kind of awesome. Uh, like, <laughs> so I, well, so, you know, the theme of this week's episode, we're going to be talking, it's, it's, it's the wild card, it's the wild card special, right? It's a mostly wild card. I have I have actually already played my wild card, so it's also about how to manage the rest of the season. You know, if you if you have played your wild card, when to play your chips, what my, what my thinking is right now, um, which I think my thinking might be a little bit different than other people's, just because I have some head to head leagues that I'm also considering. 
Um, uh-huh. So there's lot, lots to consider there. But um, uh, in Jeff Goldblum voice, I am on my wild card. Yeah, wild you're card, on so. exactly. You're on the wild card. So there's a lot to talk about there. Next week we'll do more of a standard uh, game week 32 preview. Uh, but Wayne Hennessy was a player who, um, when I was wildcarding a few weeks ago, um, this is before any of the doubles were announced and everything was really in flux. Um, I, you know, I was really, you know, in the wildcard, you want to spend every cent like as, as well as you can. Uh, I really did not want to do this, but in the end, I, I dropped Elliot and I brought in Hennessy on the hopes that I would have, that it would come in handy during some of the blank game weeks in the, in the weeks to come. Uh, and yeah. lo and behold, it did. Uh, you know, he came through with uh, with a clean sheet, and those six points were enough for for me to win our head to head, and um, and also finish tied in another head to head league that I, that we're in. So, um, so that was that. So that was nice. And and then of course the uh, the Liverpool game happens, which uh, you know basically every player you could have invested in in Liverpool came through, right? I mean, outside of like Emery Chan, I guess. But you know, yeah. Van Dyke, Robertson, Salah, Mane, Firmino. If you loaded up at any of the obvious candidates, you were looking at a, even Carius, right? There was just like so many. So, you know, they all they all came through with points, and it was all it was all kind of true to form. You're exactly right. Like everyone played the exact role that you would expect them to. Mosal exploded for all of the points. Firmino got a meaningless goal and a and a bonus point just because that's what he does. <laughs> but but, but Mane was meaningless for, for the record. It was only one nil when he scored that goal, and it was a fantastic goal. I didn't mean this from an FPL perspective, uh, but yeah. Yes, I'm not taking away from that (laughs) at all, no. Um, And then Mane was, and just talking FPL terms, was largely peripheral with two assists, but still manages. I think he ended up on nine points. Yep, yep. Um, Robertson being the one with the most attacking threat mm-hmm. coming down the wing gets yep. his assist. Yep. Van Dyke solidly in with the clean sheet. <laughs> he, it's it, it was predetermined. It seemed like it was perfect. I mean, it was really it went about as well as it could have. Uh, the only person I felt kind of bad for was Dave from Burnley, who um, I think he played his free hit chip this game week, and he was sort of like. Almost bragging, I have to say, but he was doing like real time updates on his score. And going into this match, he had this unbelievably high score. He'd pick like everything right. And then he was like, all right, and now I've got Mane as my captain. And <laughs> so like the first the first goal from Salah comes through and he's like, all right, well, it's, it's still a Mane assist. <laughs> um, and uh, just like more and more keeps happening. And uh, and then by the end, he was like, I'm on 88 points and I'm on a red arrow now. This is what happens when you pick the wrong, uh-huh. the wrong captain. Dave, that is exactly how I was feeling watching that Aguero game about a month ago. Yeah. I mean, not even owning Aguero, but yeah. I mean, it, hindsight being what it is, can we? Was it a smart move? If you're playing your free hit, you're already at an advantage against at least fifty percent of the of the hardcore playing field who wasn't playing free hit. So that you see that as your opportunity to go differential captain. I guess so because you you feel like maybe you're covering, assuming Salah maybe scores a brace. Worst case scenario for you if you're going differential captain, you're still able to cover that brace with your 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 full eleven. I feel like the the having the free hit chip that is your that is your differential. You know that is that that is what makes you different. I I think Salah. I, I don't want to like get too down on our. Our long, long-time friend and listener of the podcast. So, you know, it was just... He, no, he, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to get down. It's yeah. it's just interesting to think about yeah. ha- having seen it gone by. We're, I mean, the, all this knowledge is going to come in 
assuming they keep the free hit ship uh, for next season. This is going to yeah. come in handy when we talk about this next season. I think they will. I think it's a popular chip. It seems like it's it's pretty effective. It's it's a it's a fun thing to have in your back pocket. I think people might use it earlier last year. I, I still really wish I would have used mine in that. And I think it was Boxing Day or something when I when I didn't use it, and I had like. You know, I think I had like something like five, like I, I think I had like maybe like seven or eight injured players and I burned eight just to field a full 11. And it just like every, it just it really set my whole like kind of season on a downward spiral. And if I had just free hit chip there, I mean, you know, it's there's this fear of using these chips too early. But I think we saw it this week. I mean, you know, someone like uh, FPL Stag, who actually has a question this week's podcast, I think he finished on you know, I was 113 points or something like that. I mean, like, wherever you get the points, that's when, that's when, you know, this, the points in game week one, you know, are count as much as the points in game week 37 or whatever, you know, so um, it's all about being sensible with it. I think that, um, um, I think, I think it really worked out for a lot of managers. I mean, you know, but the, so one thing I I did want to add here, just not to, I don't want to get too like off the rails here, but um, there's a question from uh, that Joe guy on Twitter and he said, um, serious question. He says, did, did we all overthink it? Uh, just make sure you had Salah and you were set. Uh, yeah, no, we definitely didn't overthink it. We were talking about this before we started the pod and that. So Salah, if you captain him, comes in for 58 points and, and that's huge. But most managers who are listening right now, you probably came in around 90 and maybe you're disappointed if you're below 90. If you played your free hit, you're disappointed if you didn't hit the century mark. Mo Salah even having a remarkable game week is accounting for at best like 60%, um, 60 or a little less than 60% of your total score. So you're still having to strategize for the last month to get another 40, 50 points. So I don't think we can downplay that at all. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, there was kind of there's kind of two different ways of looking at the at your total score this game week. You know, there's the there's the you know the, just the fact that you know the, you know the, the average for this game week was 46, right? So if you did if you did just captain Salah and had Firmino and Vudnik, if you, if you just had three good Liverpool players, you were looking at something like 70, 75 points. So yes, like that in and of itself was enough to get you by. But, you know, within that kind of so, yeah, it was great for almost everyone's overall rank. But I think if you were playing, you know, in a in a slightly higher strata and, you know, you're sort of playing like all, all the other top managers, there was actually a lot of variation in those points. You, know, you had somewhere between 80 and 120 or so, depending on how the free hit chip, you know, depending on whether you free hit chipped or not. Um, so I really do think that there was a lot of um, it just, the fact that the score, the, the baseline score and I guess by serious managers, I, I just mean anyone who's like talking on Twitter or whatever, right? So, you know, I think within that range, you there, you actually really did see a lot of variation. And um, at this point, saying, a serious manager is anyone who is still making transfers, right, exactly. anyone who's not a ghost team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we're almost we're, almost, we're I think we're going to cross like six million players by the end of the season. Now I know that six million includes like, you know, that's like a, a full million is just like one guy. Creating like a different yeah. team, <laughs> like it's a million different teams, you know. Okay, but let, let's look at let's look at Joe's question this way: Did we overthink it? So um, we're talking about not underestimating the planning we did to work around the edges to add another 25, 30, 40 points to our squad if we weren't free hitting. Now look back, all that planning we did to get to this point just to save our free hit chip, right? And there are managers who played to not to to use their free hit chip, 
could the managers who free hit it just just gotten away with not free hitting? I mean, I, we're we're talking about very at this point in the season, pretty serious um, increments of points. Twenty five yeah. points could be the difference between just you know a yeah. hundredth uh, place and and ninetieth ninety thousandth place. I, d- I just think it's all in how you look at it. I mean, I think you know it just depends on how many more points. I mean, like if you really if you finished. Like how many more points do you expect to get in a week that you free hit chip versus how many points you would have had otherwise? You know, so if you think yeah. that, if you think that the, you know, and even in a, uh, you know, a double game week situation or a situation where there's more blank game weeks or whatever, like in, let's say like game week 36, right? Is that where there's going to be some blanks? 35? Um, 35. Yeah. So if, if you think in that situation, the most you're really going to gain is about 20 points, then I think a free hit chip really could have worked out if you sort of gambled correctly, right? If you'd brought in um, Sanctosun and you'd brought in um, Patrick Van Anhalt or one of the other Crystal Palace defenders. And, you know, I think that it was, you know, and obviously you had a triple up on Liverpool, um, which everybody would have had already anyway. So I, I, I think there was a way to do it. Maybe you had to thread the needle a little bit on this one, but um, yeah. I, I do think it was a good strategy. I mean, you know, I, I maybe just because I like my approach, and I, I, we need to like actually start this podcast in a second here. But I feel like my approach is <laughs> <laughs> is I, I really try not to think of the chips as something that can only be used the last like five weeks of the season. You know, and yeah. I think that it's it, that kind of thinking um, really does kind of close you down a little bit creatively. I think, and yeah. um, especially and we, we, every year we see this where there's like a, you know a huge double game week that turns out to be kind of a dud. You know, game week thirty seven is often like this, right? Because you just have you know, just teams that are totally checked out at that point, you know? Yeah, the legendary Andy Carroll triple captaincy <laughs> uh, game week. So that game week 37 is basically that kind of a week I, where there's nothing, the dregs. I think it was a couple of years ago, like Lukaku was a popular captain choice in game week 37. And uh, I think he finished on three points total across two fixtures, yeah. you know? So, right. Yeah. Just uh, just real quick to round out that point about, and I totally agree, the chips basically should be looked at in isolation. Like what, what, do you think the the chip is worth? Is it worth 15 points? Is it worth 20 points? And how many points did you gain the game week in which you played it? And that's how you can value how well you played it or not. But I think what was interesting with game week 31 is the whole butterfly effect of like Riyad Mahrez is a player we're definitely going to be talking about later when we get into the deep wild card discussion. But Mahrez is a perfect example where the we came to a fork in the road. Some of us went Walcott and others decided, you know what, I'm just going to free hit or do something else and I'm getting Mares. And now you get to 31 where now, yeah, we can talk about how many points you got from your free hit. But the question is um, not just how you did in 31, but how you also did in like game weeks 27 through 30 with a player like Mares that maybe you wouldn't have gotten if you follow my logic, you're sort of like throwing a pebble into a, <laughs> yeah. into a pool of water. Yeah, it's true. And it's, I guess there's so much to think about moving forward. It's like, you almost don't want to look backwards, you know, cause it'll just make your head spin, I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So speaking of looking forward or, or looking backward, I guess, <laughs> should we just, should we just quickly review how we did in, in game week 31, neither of us playing our free hit? Yeah. I think we mostly talked about it. You know, I, I, I finished on 96 points. Um, it was, uh, you know, and again, you know, speaking of this sort of how it's all relative, I finished with 96 and I actually dropped a spot in our mini league um, because someone free hit chip in our league and got like 116 points. Um, 118 shouts to Justin and yeah, Alex. 118. Um, so, yeah, Milivojevic, uh, I had Van Dyke, Sala, Firmino, the kind of 
the RSTLNE of this game week. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I had uh, Wayne Hennessy. I had two transfers to make. I, you know, I, I really wanted to save one of them. I was, I thought every point might really end up counting a lot this game week. So, um, <laughs> I, and actually it turned out it kind of did in, in one of, one of our head to head leagues. Um, cause I, I tied, and I might really need that point. Um, so I, I brought in Leighton Baines. I was a little disappointed with his return. Um, and now I'm like kind of in a tough situation because his next two fixtures are bad, but he's got a good game week 34 and that's really important to me right now. So, um, I really debated what to do and I ultimately, you know, the decision in the end was, was pretty easy. Um, when I decided to replace him with, I, I brought in Baines for Cuckoo Martina and that, <laughs> who was going to be a zero exactly you so knew. it was it was sort of this this problem that i had which was you know do i you know do i drop a, a future double because i've already played my wild card so do i drop a future double game week player for what could be a very short term return which i really didn't want to do and then once i realized i could just i could just drop a guy who's not playing right now for for mm-hmm. late baines it became a very logical and, and pretty easy decision to make um, the fact that Baines, uh, so Baines plays uh, uh, Swansea away in game week 34, which is a pretty, pretty decent fixture for him. So that that helped make the decision a little bit easier too. So, uh, but in the end, he they concede a clean sheet somehow. Uh, you know, up 11 to 10. I didn't think I'd ever. I didn't think there was any way I'd lose that clean sheet. Um, so yeah, 96 points. Uh, how about you? You un- you underestimate Maxime Chupo Moting. I, I guess so. I'm really shocked. Yeah, the sub. <laughs> Uh, I finished on 92 points, and I, like you, had two free transfers. I made them both, and I ended up bringing in Stanislaus, who was who was sort of nailed on to everyone's transfer list going into game week 31. And then, as I suggested last week, I went with Steve Mounier, which was a big bust. Very disappointing. I stayed up very late on Friday evening debating whether or not to burn four points to, to open that loot crate for Leighton Baines. And, um, I mean, I think the odds were that he probably wasn't going to keep a clean sheet mm-hmm. away from home. Yeah. And so I, I guess I, I saved myself two points yeah. there by not doing Baines. I thought you um, might, I thought you might burn points just cause I thought you were going to wildcard in game week two. And so it felt like such a, such yeah. a low stakes gamble, but you know, I, I guess it really yeah, so, it was that it was that every point count sort of mentality though too. Right. Yeah, it was every point counts, but in in the sort of conservative way in that you don't want to burn points right. instead of uh, trying to, to bring them in. And I think the cane, the the extent of the cane injury made me realize that um, I definitely wanted to play my wild card and spread that money around going into game week 32. Yeah. That sort of freed me up to be a little more creative with my thinking in my transfers. So... Kevin De Bruyne, uh, much respect and love to you, but you became the lesser Junior Stanislaus. And guess what? Junior Stanislaus actually scores goals, Kevin. So, um, <laughs> yeah, watch, watch and learn. Uh, uh, but but yeah, Mounier was a big disappointment. On on the whole, ninety two points. I felt like I got away with murder, not against all the free hitters out there. Yeah, I feel the same way. And there was a sense of like finishing at ninety six felt like a pretty. You know, the Hennessy clean sheet was really fantastic. And, uh, yeah, 96. And I'm just glad people are starting to use their chips now, you know. <laughs> and, like, well, it's like one chip <laughs> one chip in the in the can, you know. And everyone, and a lot of people were wildcarding this week. And so I hadn't played my wildcard a few weeks ago. It was like I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, I just wanted people to start. I still have my other three chips, so I'm not, like, completely out in the out in the wild here, you know. But, but it was, <laughs> like, this feeling of, like, all right, 
let's let's see what everybody else is doing here, you know, and then I can sort of decide what to do from there. So, well, there at this point there are really only two non-chip game weeks left. So either you're wild carding, yep. Either you're wild carding in thirty-two or thirty-three. Then in thirty-four, you're playing a chip in thirty-five. If you still have your free hit, you're free hitting. That's gonna be a huge free hit week. Yep. 37 is your other remaining chip, and then there's 38. Yeah, 36, so it's, too, I guess. Three, right? Seven game, seven uh, game yeah, weeks. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, chips. yeah, so. I really have. I So, yeah, I guess we should talk about uh, wild carding now and how 36 really doesn't play into anyone's <laughs> wild card thinking. Right. That's why I forgot it was even happening. All right, so let's get into uh, into the main topic of discussion. But first, let's, let's talk about the Always Cheating Super League. Let's run through the top ten. Uh, Brandon, take it away. All right, in 10th place, D-Boy United, 90 points on the game week. 9th place, Nick Tudhope's Football Friend FC. 8th place, Bodilios, as Adrian Fayok Rebdal's squad. Breaking the century mark there with 104. Well done, Adrian. Moving up, 7th place, two girls, one schlup, Andrew Ferguson. Dropping in the rankings, it's Cruise Control, Stevie Sunshine squad, uh, down to 6th place. In 5th place, heating up, Aaron Matheson. 4th place, we're, we're all fixed here, not to give anything away, <laughs> one through four. Uh, fourth place, Joe Stones for Fuksak AIU Blind. Third place, Graham McDonald, Gamchester United. Second place, Prakar Patal, Crazy Coutinho. And holding strong in first place, it's Jamal Rice, the least creative team in the entire <laughs> Super League, but we still tip our hat to you. Team name, mm-hmm. he also broke the century mark with 104, with yeah. a grand total, wait for it, Josh, 2,000. And 34 points through Game Week 31. Well done, Jamal. That's right. Uh, 2000, 2,000 points is sort of the bellwether. Like, that's when you know, like, 2,000 points is always, like, the lowest rung you want to make sure you hit on your season, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, by Game Week 38, yeah. get to 2,000 points. Now, we, break, break into the top 100K and yeah. break 2,000 points. It's basically getting to 30, uh, 37 <laughs> points in the league. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think before back in the, before chips, 2,000 was really the baseline. I, I guess it has to be a little higher now, right? Because the chips, you know. Surely the there are more, more points on the table. Yeah. Up, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, Jamal Rice, uh, number 11 in the world. He did actually play his free hit chip this game. Like, I wonder if he's happy with 104. That's It feels solid, but if I was at 96 without burning points or – or with eight players, you know, it's not it's not that much better. Uh, yeah. Rant of the week, no rants this week, Brandon. So let's <laughs> let's take a break. There, there are no rants. I did want to read this one thing out though that doesn't really qualify as a rant. It doesn't qualify anything as just a point in history, a data point. But we got a tweet from Harry Haslam who um, showed his head-to-head matchup in which Harry scored 105 points on the game week. His opponent. Scored zero, <laughs> and I think you remarked on our Twitter feed that 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 must be the uh, the widest uh, margin of victory in the history of head to heads in FPL. We saw some huge numbers. I mean, I, I'd say a good third of our mini league has just quit, right? Like on the season. So, oh yeah, everyone can identify with that. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure exactly. But the the range of scores. I mean, uh, Dave Wigdalodal, who's the leader in our particular mini league, has got. Something like seven hundred more points than than twentieth place, so it's just a you know you have this weird like it's like it's like falling off a cliff once you get to the thirteenth spot or so. So uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, it's only getting more extreme because of podcasts like ours, Brandon, which, which teach the, teach the world. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what we teach the world. Nothing probably. Um, let's take a break and let's get back into the podcast. Same old podcast. All 
Josh, let's take a quick minute to talk about Starting Eleven, the great new daily fantasy app that now has cash games available if you play Starting Eleven in the UK. So just download the Starting Eleven app from your uh, Apple, iOS, or Android app store, and you can start playing daily fantasy for money in the UK any day in which there are two or more Premier League matches. Our friends at Starting Eleven are telling us that uh, soon there will be um, cash games in, in other countries to come. So stay tuned to starting11.io for more information there, or just continue listening to Always Cheating, Josh, where we'll keep you abreast of all this information. Yes, and by the way, I can't wait for cash games to come to the U.S. because I, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that a lot, Brandon. I think that that might really <laughs> that, that might change... This this may turn into a straight up uh, cash game podcast because I'm gonna be so so <laughs> excited about it. You love you love flesh. You you love having skin in the game. I do. You just love it all. I do. I love anything is better if you you know. I've even said before that you know starting eleven. You know it's still it's still a a game that you that's a I guess you call it a play money game in the U S. Uh, but I highly suggest that some friends. Uh, you know, put a couple, <laughs> cut a couple five dollar bills or something like that. Something small, nothing too. You know, don't don't go crazy, uh, but put a little money on the table and then whoever, do it responsibly. Yeah, you go to the you go to the bar, you, you go to your version of the Black Horse Tavern. You each put down five bucks. You do starting eleven. Whoever's got the high score, they walk out of there with that money. So. Just, just a thought, which is guys. awesome because yeah. the, the game basically unfolds live as the games do, and you can make live in-game substitutions via the app. Beautiful interface makes it very easy to make these in-game subs. So you're not stuck with some player that doesn't start or gets injured. Uh, so yeah, it's a fantastic game to play with your friends or play against uh, head-to-heads against people who are all around the world. Yes, and if you do want to play just completely free and just for fun. Uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Toomey, who won our last contest, just posted uh, the prize pack that we sent him with a very nice note from you, Brian. I d- didn't know you included that nice note in there. Uh, so he- that's what always cheating gives you—the <laughs> personal touch. That's true. Uh, so uh, we're going to be doing a lot more. Uh, we've, you know, we talked to the Starting Eleven folks. We're going to be doing more, more contests, more prizes like that uh, in the spring and summer. Uh, hopefully, hope, we're really hoping to, to do a lot of stuff during the World Cup in particular. So, um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, for now, yeah, visit StartingEleven.io. Um, and if you want to play the cheaters, obviously there's no matches this weekend, but starting the following weekend, um, we're available and we'd love to play. We'll, we'll take anybody on. Um, you can just DM us on Twitter, Facebook, or email us at hailcheaters at gmail.com. All right, Brandon, the wild card double game week special. It's it's here. We've already kind of begun it. We mostly talked about that in the opening 20 minutes. Uh, but we've got a lot to talk about here, right? So it's uh, <laughs> we're finally through. The, we do. I yeah. was genuinely, before we started doing uh, this particular episode, we've done, uh, this is 118 plus various other ancillary podcasts we've done. I actually was getting nervous before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've got that wild my wild card is triggered enthusiasm right. and nervousness. There is a you know there's a a feeling of yeah you don't want to be wrong about any of this stuff or lead anybody astray but you know I think that uh, there's there's so many permutations there's so many different ways that you can play your wild card. Yeah. I don't think it's ever been this complicated. It really feels more complicated this year than <laughs> partial maybe because of the free hit chip, you know, which which you if you have really it's like having a third wild card, you know, and so you really have to figure out when you, you know, when best to use it. Um, yeah. So, okay, let's let's first of all let's start off with a moment of silence. Uh, Danny Bean says, uh, "Can we have a moment of silence for those of us who've already used the wild card and therefore can't join in with the fun this fortnight?" Uh, 
That's fair, Danny. However, yeah. I feel like I've still got a lot of decisions to make. Even 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 without a wild card, I have to decide when I'm going to play the free hit chip, when I'm going to triple captain, when I'm going to bench boost. None of these have simple logical answers, right? I mean the 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 yeah. the free hit. Ch- if you don't if you if you haven't played your wild card, and there's so Ian Wilson also advised people who um who second wild card is in the past. I think if if I weren't invested in my head to head leagues, and if I wasn't really focused on winning those, I would plan to uh, to use the free hit chip in game week thirty four. Uh, it, like basically during the during the big, uh, the big the big double game week run that we're all expecting. Uh, the fixtures yeah, have not yeah, the, formally been announced yeah. yet. But we've got a pretty good idea of what they're going to be. Um, and then I would um, and then I would plan to uh, possibly I, I you know I might uh, well it, it's just tricky. You know, game week thirty five you'd want to be prepared for really. So, talk talk yeah. through it. Talk through it, Josh. Yeah. I'm interested to hear okay. your. Hear your thinking, sure. your logic. Yeah, here. you want to hear my strategy so that you can. I do want to you hear your counter, strategy. counter, uh, <laughs> counter it. So my thinking uh-huh. right now is that I have a few. Um, there's sort of two head to heads. I have my, the, the one with you that we've had for you know for years, a fifty buck cup. Sure. Um, and then we yep. have this uh, our mini league head to head. The way that we play it, um, and I suggest this to people every year in the podcast. But I really do recommend. Have some head-to-heads, even if it's not with everyone in your mini-league, have some head-to-heads with your friends because it gives every game week a little extra juice. It just makes it a little more fun. And the head-to-heads are not – it's not totally fair or random. I mean, you know, it can be very random. I mean, you and I are – you know, you're – I think you're two wins uh, up on me right now. You know, we're separated by seven points. So it's really, yeah. you know, it's very, it's very close. But, uh, but I don't care because I just like the, I think the head-to-heads are fun. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you can even start one right now. You can start a head-to-head in any game week. So, well, we tried you know. doing the just you and me, and it would be a classic style, total points. Mm-hmm. And you could, there will be seasons in which somebody's just having a great season yeah. and they're going to be up 100 points and it's done. I think that was the first year we did it. And it was just like... I, I, you know, I just sort of had a, I had a really good year that year, I think, or, or maybe it was vice versa. I, yeah. One of the two of them. I honestly can't remember which one, but one of us like uh-huh, sure. really finished better than the other one. I think it was you. It was you. It was you. <laughs> then we, then we started doing the head to head and I haven't lost since. So I guess I needed that, uh, <laughs> exactly. that extra edge. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I'm one in two. I'm not, I'm not down that far anyway. Um, so and I'm probably gonna be one in three this year, but you know, let's, we'll talk about that when the season's over. All right. So game, so my, my plan right now, is to try to set it up so that I do not use any chips in game weeks 32, 33, 34, or 35. All three of those. If I can bank enough wins in my head to, in the head-to-heads, then um, that I won't need to use a chip. And then I will have... I will use... I will. I basically use my triple captain and my bench boost yeah. in non-double game weeks. And I will use... My free hit chip in game week thirty seven. Yeah. So my transfers right now would be geared towards players who have uh, doubles in game week thirty four. So I would be looking at Arsenal, Burnley, Man City, Newcastle, Swansea, and West Ham. I would kind of ignore Brighton, Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, Southampton, and Tottenham. Um, those those being the teams that have double game weeks but have a blank in game week thirty five. I know a lot of this is hard to like listen to and totally like wrap your head around but a lot of this is um is you know the ben crowlin you know pops up in every podcast but it's done such a great job of organizing this stuff and if you visit his twitter feed you can you can see some some really fantastic charts there so i i think that strategy works for me um but i, okay. I i'm a I, the problem is i'm pretty undercovered on those assets i have one arsenal player right now one man city player 
one sw- and one Swansea player, right? So I've got three players for these this this game week thirty four. So basically, I'm going to take a massive hit uh, uh, in terms of my <laughs> overall rank. I'm certainly going to lose, you know, my my head to head that week. And then my hope is just that I, I'm I, I'm effectively giving up on overall points and and sort of and just really focusing on the um, on the um, on the final fix, you know, the, the final three fixtures, you know, when, when the, when the play, you want to win that cash prize in your head to head league. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's a pretty, I'm into it's it. a pretty tidy sum in our, in our particular league. So, uh, that, that, sure. that Josh will be driving away in a new Bentley. Right. But the, you know, the problem is you really don't use your chips to the fullest in that situation. So if I were a standard yeah. manager who, who, and I know we'll, we'll, after this, we'll get into people who, have, who actually have a wild card, but, um, just to get this out of the way, if I were a single manager who was just playing for overall rank or who was, you know, really uh, neck and neck in, in our mini league, I mean, I'm about 100 points back in our mini league, so there's really no okay. point in me trying to win that. I just can't do it, you know. Um, yeah. I, but, yeah. you're, but you're saying standard manager in that situation who does who has already played their second wild card. Exactly. In that situation, okay. I would almost definitely, um, I, I would, if you, if you still had your free hit chip, I would really focus on the free hit chip in Game Week 34. Because yeah. you could you could bring in those Arsenal, Burnley, Man City, you could bring in all of these other players, um, and then you could just. But then in that free hit chip in game week thirty four, you could basically have anyone you wanted, um, and then yeah. and then bench boost in game week thirty seven, um, and uh, and then the triple captain. I don't know. I mean, there's there's some different options there. I mean, really, any. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe you triple captain in thirty five just to try to cover yourself for if you don't have a full squad. Yeah, you could do that, or you could. Um, you know, I mean, most Salah at home to Stoke in game week 36. Um, that could be a, a tempting fixture. Or a home to Brighton in game week 38, assuming that, you know, Liverpool don't make the Champions League final. Um, I think those yeah. are interesting options. Um, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they could be playing for, like, second place in game week 38, you know. So, um, you know, it's possible. So, uh, okay, okay. Uh, so how about you, Brandon? You're on a wild card right now. Like, talk me through your thinking. Okay, sure. So just to kick things off, we're going to talk now almost exclusively about what to do if you're playing your wild card. Not to say that it isn't a completely legitimate option. Probably a lot of organized managers out there might be looking to play their wild card in 33, but a lot of the stuff, you know, applies, frankly applies. So first, we've got a couple questions where I think it'll be helpful for us to look at the wild card from what they call like a a 30,000 foot view, way up high. We see the, the, the broad range. So we're playing our wild card in 32 or 33 with an eye toward the double game weeks. The easy way to play this is, as you said, Josh, the double game weeks haven't officially been set yet, but we're expecting there to be six clubs that have two double game weeks in 34 and 37. So as you mentioned, it's Brighton, it's Chelsea, it's Leicester, it's United, Southampton, and Spurs. So the idea with your wild card is to try and cover your team with as many players that are going to hit doubles in both 34 and 37. Now, you express the caveat of long-term planning will always bite you in the ass. Like half these players will probably get injured or subject to rotation, but that that's the the immediate thinking. But I'm basically playing a wild card with 34 and 37 in mind because the plan is to free hit in game week 35. So if you still have your free hit and your wild card, it, it, I feel, I feel like I'm able to be as creative as any manager right now, because the big worry 
as as we were just going through all these different game weeks, Josh, is is what happens in game week 35, because those teams that I just mentioned, Brighton, Chelsea, Leicester, United, Southampton, Spurs, are all blanking. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, Bournemouth and Huddersfield, so Stanislaus is going to be a problem come game week 35. If you still have your free hit, your wild card is just all focused on the double, and you don't have to worry about any players you're bringing on your wild card blanking. Right. So within that, though, it is it there there are some tricky things to consider, right? Because you know, for example, Brighton. You know, so there's these six teams you really want to focus on, but one of them in Brighton uh, plays Palace and City away in game week 34, and Man United and Spurs in game week 37. So you yeah, know, it's it's yeah. possible that. You know, Virgil van Dyke at home in game week 34 to Bournemouth could score more than they could in a double, you know, pretty, pretty easily. Sure. Um, now, granted, you're well, going to need the, some the, of those players because you can't just load up on Lukaku and, you know, <laughs> you can't just have, you know, six players from the top two squads and then have any money left over for other people. So, yeah, we've we've got some questions about team structure and priorities and must haves. But the, the teams that jump out to me here in that section would be. Um, basically defensive assets from Chelsea, Manchester United, and Spurs. Um, Southampton have three away fixtures, and they also kind of stink, <laughs> so I'm not terribly interested yeah. in them. Brighton have just awful fixtures, as you mentioned. It's pa- The double in 34 is Palace and City. Uh, City is a huge problem because uh, probably the only players you're looking at bringing in there are, are Brighton defensive assets. Though, though Pascal Gross might be an outlier here. And then in game week 37, it's um, it's Man United and Spurs, so pretty tough fixtures. So then that, that gets us to the subset where just one double and no blank. Arsenal, Burnley, Man City, Newcastle, Swansea, West Ham. So in my wild card, focusing on that 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 initial quadrant I mentioned and then supplementing with Arsenal. I think Arsenal is the must-have team coming out of your wild card. Right. Particularly attacking attacking assets. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, but how many, you know, is the is okay, let, let's get into some of these questions actually, Brandon. Let's 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 let the let's let the Yeah, I think we can flesh it yeah. out with, with our, our listeners' astute questions. So okay, FPL Stag starts things off uh, right off the bat. He says, now that I've used my free hit, uh which player should I by the way, I think it's his first question of this podcast. I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. Um, I met him in person, Brandon. Very nice guy. Now that I've used my free hit, which players should I consider must owns for my wild card with game weeks 34, 35, and 37 in mind? Uh, and also, which teams should I be looking at? So uh, must owns and teams to be looking at. I guess we've already talked about the teams. Let's talk about some of the must own players. Yeah, I think Mares is is by far and away the biggest must own, particularly if you're looking at free hitting in 35, so you don't have to worry about that blank. Riyad Mahrez. So Leicester in game week 34, Burnley and then at home to Arsenal and then in game week 37. Two pretty solid fixtures, both home fixtures, West Ham and Southampton. And Mahrez, as we all know, is in scorching form Mm -hmm. uh, and his ownership is only continuing to grow amongst top level managers. So I feel like Mahrez. And yet not, not crazy high, right? I mean, given how good a season's been, it's not. He's still he's still a good um, differential option, I think. You know, he's, he's let's see, he's at it's, it's it's climbing, but it's still only at he's at ten point five percent ownership, right? Quite low. Yeah, I mean, quite low compared to you know certain Liverpool assets, but um, 
I just think he's going to be nailed on to most most FPL teams going forward. He's he's due to price rise tonight as we're right. recording. I'm just saying, so he'll jump up to eight point. I'm just saying, quite low as it's a like as an extra kind of bonus. You know, I mean, I'm sure it will climb. Sure, but it's um, gotcha. just another reason gotcha. to have him. So Mares, I think, is must own. Um, Pierre Aubameyang, uh, he is he is a must own as as many people have noted. Yep. He he's cup tied in Europa, so that there's no rotation for him in any of these league games. Yeah. And they have Newcastle on Leicester in game week 34. Yeah, you know, we can talk about would you say uh, Leicester's attacking assets, but their defense pretty much. Stinks. Would you say that Arsenal that the the Newcastle and Leicester away fixture is that uh, who has the best game week 34? Who has the best double game week? Uh, probably Manchester United, where they host mm-hmm. West Brom, and then they go away to um, the London Stadium, where yeah. West Ham's fans will basically be trying to burn down the stadium around them. <laughs> Although, of course, like, <laughs> do you trust me? I mean, I, I mean, not that like, I, I, it makes complete sense to invest in some Man United players, but like, of these teams, I, I, th- I think I agree with you. But man, like, I just don't trust that team at all, right? Like, who's gonna? Who's going to be yeah. the player that comes through for them? Like it feels like it's a different player every week. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I have. Well, to yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So the must-have going back to Stag's question, I think another must-have next to Mares is David De Gea. So De, De Gea is going to have two double game weeks in 34 and 37. Looking ahead to 37, that's Brighton and Bournemouth. So he could be. That's that's four fixtures in two game weeks that could easily be. Um, Four clean sheets, so yeah. uh, that's that's twenty four points, uh, easy. So uh, I, I I like that. I, I think you're right, though. Attacking assets. The big question I have on my wild card right now, and we've got a whole section here devoted to forwards, is Lukaku, mm-hmm. and is he worth is he worth the punt or right. not? Yeah, Lukaku is the big is the big question. Um, Here's another question that um, I, this must have come up from other someone else, but I'm just I'll ask it now. Um, Liverpool, Liverpool do not have any doubles coming up. They're also arguably the the you know most attack minded uh, team in the league, right? I mean, we certainly have seen that, uh, especially at home. Um, and they play uh, Bournemouth at home in game week 34. It's almost like a double game week. It's such a, it's such a good, I'm just, I mean, like, you know, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, I, I hear you. It's, I hear it's, you. It's, it's honestly, it's a gift from the FPL gods that those of us who were foolish enough to wildcard early get this fixture, right? Because yeah. I'm tripled up on Liverpool. I can play all three of those players in game week 34, and at least two out of three of them are almost like having differentials, right? Because, you know, Firmino and, and Van Dyke is going to just going to be sold by a ton of managers, right? Because if you're if you're yeah. if you're wild carding, I mean, okay, you know, I, I can't imagine that many managers, if any, well, I'm okay, not any, some many many will, I'm sure, but most managers will not be selling Salah, right? It's just you can't do it. There's just no, um, no, you're crazy. Yeah, it'd be crazy to you're do. You're crazy. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be crazy to do it because he can go for twenty any week now, right? <laughs> I mean, a, you yeah. know, a double digit return is like. Anything less than that is like a disappointment right now. I mean, it's, it's this unbelievable yeah. season. So it does. It, I imagine this is causing some trouble in your wild card because it's like a ten point yeah. five, you know, or whatever you bought them at ten point one million hole that you just can't do anything about, you know, because yeah, yeah. Salah. 
Sala is the least of my problems. It's Van Dyke and Firmino that I, I look at. Like Sala, I feel like every team just you have to keep him. As we discussed at the start of the podcast, we have not seen the likes of him ever right. in the FPL. Right. Um, so Liverpool assets are, as you said, a blessing to anyone who has already played their wild card, and they will probably keep you as close as, as you could hope with, with your rivals who are going to be playing wild right. card. But that's that's going to be the big decision point for the wild card is, is how many Liverpool assets do you do you take? So I have my initial wild card squad, and I have... I've deferred making a decision on Van Dyke and Firmino <laughs> for for the wow both of them. I, I that's mean, surprising I mean, to me. Van, Van Dyke would have been gone in a cocaine heartbeat for me. I mean, I like him, but <laughs> yeah. I just you know he's too expensive, and you know if you can get a double game week defender, you know. I mean that that was the miraculous thing about uh, dumping Kane out of my team with the wild card is there was enough money for me to basically fool around. Mm. And make up a wild card team without yeah. having to get rid of Van Dyke God, to yeah. explore these. Just imagine these if, you could, if you could have dropped uh, Salah too. You know <laughs> how much how much money yeah. you have then? You know because he's so. Expensive. I mean, it, it, it's just like you you can't. I can't imagine there's even going to be a single thread on FPL Reddit about dropping Salah. It just seems so far from everyone's mind. Yeah, it, 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 maybe if in game week thirty four they were playing. Man United away or something like that, you know, or Man City. Like if there, if you know, if it, was, if it was like one of the two most difficult fixtures, which I guess are those two, yeah. then maybe you you think about it more seriously. But because they play Bournemouth at home, it's just it's worth two fixtures, you know. Um, I, I really think so. I mean, there's there is the the um, the I, I guess you know we'll see you know how much the um, how much the Champions League fixtures affect things, you know, because that'll that'll, that'll yeah. be around that time, so. That you know, but it's a little too early to, to speculate about that too much. I mean, you kind of have to because you're wild carding. But um, you know, yeah. we've seen Klopp rotate a ton. Um, you know, there's I, I'm going to jump down just for a second here because there's another team to consider. You know, the team that that Liverpool's playing in the Champions League, which is Man City. Um, and FPL General asks, you know, how do we feel about Man City and Arsenal assets? I mean, he actually says excluding Aubameyang, right? Because he's such a kind of a given. Um, he says, yeah. uh, with Europe the priority now, should we avoid altogether? Uh, Dave on Slack noted that, um, uh, I think he saw this in their thread, but the city's fixtures around game week 34 um, are Everton, four-day break, Liverpool, three-day break, Man United, three-day break, Liverpool, four-day break, Spurs, three- or four-day break, and Brighton, right? So it's brutal. It's, brutal. it's, it's a ton of fixtures. <laughs> Um, yeah. and it, it really does, you know, I mean, how, how are you feeling about Man City? I mean, there's a good chance that they'll, um, you know, yeah. I mean, they, they play Spurs away and, but the, you know, Brighton at home in game week 34, I mean, Brighton at home is, it's, it's almost like Bournemouth at home for, for Liverpool. I mean, that, that fixture alone, if, if Pep does anything close to a full strength squad, um, is just a spectacular fixture, right? I mean, it's really, um, you know, you could see some really big returns there and, um, definite, definite clean sheet, you know, opportunities for, for, you know, city defenders and things like that. So are, are you touching game week 34? I mean, are you, are you touching any city players right now? Like is Sterling? Still yeah. In squad? Well, uh, Sterling's still in my squad, but I think he's not going to survive. So I, right. I, in my notes for this episode, I broke it out into must haves for wild cards and, and must haves for not wild carding. Mm-hmm. And I would put Liverpool and city into the, if you've already played your wild card, these guys are your friends. Man City mostly because they do have the double 
And I do hear what Dave's saying, and it makes it a little bit more of a lottery in terms of who you can rely on to play two matches in such a short span of time in the league. I mean, Aguero and Jesus looks looks like they'll be back in that rotation. So it's dicey. If it weren't for David De Gea, I would say Ederson or, um, w- would be a great option because he's the least rotation prone. I mean, we can throw Otamendi in the mix there too. But yeah, City and Liverpool I like if you don't have your wild card. Similarly with Arsenal because they're not looking at a blank in game week 35. We've got a question from David Felheim who says wild carding now. Uh, how do I handle the blank game week in 35? So David, yeah, if you don't have your free hit, you want to be looking at teams that aren't aren't going to blank. And Arsenal is is Arsenal and Man City are chief among those heavy hitting teams that had the double in 34 and no blank in 35. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tricky how to handle Man City. I, yeah. I'm, I'm droning on here, but I think ultimately I feel like City is one of the more toxic teams in this wild card because of this threat of rotation right. and all of those fixtures. So you still have Sterling. You still have all your Liverpool players. So how many players have you, have you wild carded so far? It's about three, it sounds like. <laughs> it's mostly mostly single game week players still. No, the 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 important players to get in for me were Aubameyang, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a a Chelsea defender. Okay. So, and I, I this is a whole other conversation of which Chelsea defender you get in. Yeah. I think um, Alonso would be your chief target, but trying to spread all this money around and on high value assets. I'm having trouble fitting Alonso in there. So you're looking at Aspilicueta or maybe Christensen if you're really bargain basement. But right. so a Chelsea defender and a Spurs defender, I feel like are must haves in the wild card. Spurs have uh, those two doubles in 34 and 37, and of course they're capable of playing um, really tremendous defense. I mean, C- City ben Davis, City is one of those fixtures. What's the what's, what's the, that? I was going to say Ben Davis. What's the, what's the Spurs defender you're looking at right now? Uh, Jan Vertonghen. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is. Stability. I feel like we we everyone's answered this question a million times through the season. Is even when Ben Davis looks like he's safe from a rota- rotation, Danny Rose slides in to your DMs and is like, "I guess I'll play." <laughs> yeah, it's it's so true. I I know it really is true. Uh, and with them in the FA Cup semifinal and 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 final, I, I just. Yeah, I do think that there's some, yeah, some rotation. There's just there just aren't that many fixtures left this season, you know. And I think that you really have to, if you can avoid rotation prone players, then you have to do it, you yeah. know, because you're not, yeah, you're, you know, you're not. I don't know what the word is. It's not amortized exactly, but it's like you know, over if, if you plan on having a player for ten to fifteen game weeks, and they're a great player with with huge returns, then then it's fine, you know. You can deal with a little rotation. Um, but with seven or eight game weeks to go, I mean, every point can count, you know? So if there's, if there's a way to sacrifice a little bit of potential, and I think with yeah. defenders in particular, it's always, but it's not like with midfielders, right? Where the, where 0.5 can be the difference between a scoring midfielder and a guy who might get you an assist, you know, every three game weeks or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, with, with defenders, there's a good chance that everyone's just going to equally get a clean sheet or equally, you know, finish yeah. on two points or whatever. So, um, so yeah, that's my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. 
I got this. I have this sneaking punt suspicion, though, that Vertonghen will score a goal before the season is ending because I, mm-hmm. I feel like every Spurs match I watch, the the a commentary has to mention that he hasn't scored a goal and. <laughs> How many seasons is it? Not since yeah. 2015 or something well, crazy it, like the, that. He's been actually, you know, he has more. I, I I haven't seen the stats for this, but it feels like he's had a lot more attempts on goal this season than he has the last. Uh, yeah, like he wants it to happen. Last season in particular. Um, what, okay, so the second part of the general's question was about Arsenal. Obviously, we've got um, Aubameyang. What about other Arsenal players? I mean, are you considering Mkhitaryan? Are you considering uh, an Arsenal defender, perhaps? No Arsenal defender. I Mkhitaryan is in my wild card right okay. now, and based based on watching him play, I mean he's had like two fire game weeks and and a couple game weeks where he hasn't really produced. But I think you can't you can't overstate that chemistry that he he comes equipped with with Aubameyang, mm-hmm. and Ozil almost seems peripheral. In an FPL sense, since Mkhitaryan showed up. He's kind of been peripheral all season in an FPL sense. Yeah. Um, but the value, like 7.7 million for a guy who is on set pieces. He shares them with Ozil, but he's on a lot of set pieces. Yeah. And he is an assist and a goal threat. Yeah. On a, on a, on a team like Arsenal, I think he's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, I think you know, it seems like he's he's been a little fixture for probably because he did just didn't play so many matches early on the season. There's no... There's no need to worry about wear and tear with him. He played about five games this year with, with Man United. So, you know, he's, right, yeah, he's fully and the, rested and, and ready to play. And the unstated question there, though, is is if Arsenal go hard on the Europa League a la Manchester United last season, right. is Mkhitaryan prone to rest and rotation? Yeah. So he's fresh for those games. But I think you're right. Like there's he He has... No tread on the tires. Yeah, we've seen it with Aaron Ramsey. Uh, Aaron Ramsey was, uh, has, I think, been rested twice now um, as a result of Europa League prep. Um, I think he was rested before both of the uh, AC Milan fixtures. So I'm kind of with you on the Arsenal defense. I mean, I, I do. I wonder if other managers are considering them. At least, just, I mean, you know, Stoke and Southampton are both you know fixtures that could definitely get a um, definitely keep a clean sheet. But then you know which. You know which which Arsenal defender would you be looking at? Really, is the question. I mean, it's you know, there's been a lot of rotation there. I mean, Mustafi. I think Montreal. If if you do it, I think Montreal is the way to go. And and not not that I'm just living in the past where he went on his 50 goal scoring uh, run in the middle of the season. But I think Wenger clearly loves Montreal. Yeah, and he is. Still a more attacking threat than Mustafi, but I don't know if it's even a discussion worth having because I want to stress, I still think Chelsea and Spurs are priorities over the Arsenal defense, and yeah, you're just not going to have that much value in your defense. Um, we had a question about uh, defense in particular from Mike DiPietro, friend of the pod, former guest host of the pod. I'm finding myself opting out of bringing in any premium defenders in order to have a very strong midfield and attack. In short, thoughts on best distribution of funds if your wild card is active. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm finding like two two premium defenders is as far as I'm willing to go because if you're looking to go. Mkhitaryan, Mares, Salah, and and maybe Hungman's son. We've got a question about him sure. coming up. Yep. And then and then to not to even speak about the front line. There's not that much space in the back. No. I think you can only have two at the You're gonna have to have a, you're gonna have to most. have a Brighton defender, aren't you? There's really no there's no getting around it. 
<laughs> Is it Dunk Duffy, or Duffy? <laughs> Duffy survived the initial wild card. We'll see how sure. far he gets. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's you. You almost have to have one um, just just to fill out your squad. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, Palace they could keep a clean sheet. It's possible, and you know, Man United and Spurs maybe they maybe one of them scores a goal in game. That's that's in game week thirty seven. I mean, I, I think that if I were wild carding, I would have one of those guys too. I wouldn't be thrilled about it. You know, I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't expect much, but you know, it's possible you get seven points in game week thirty four. Or maybe yeah, no, I, yeah, makes sense. No, I was I was just going to say Swansea. I think Swansea is a is a must defensively. Right, two two home fixtures. Yep, in thirty four, Everton and Southampton, and you know they're they're struggling to stay out of relegation. So, um, you Josh is a Fernandez owner, feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm happy to have him. I mean, part of the reason I brought him was because I knew I would have these. Uh, the I, I knew I could use him for the double later. Um, West Ham is a team that um, I haven't. That hasn't, I don't think, been talked about too much. Uh, they have one of the, maybe because they, they've been so bad, uh, but they have a pretty decent, you know, next. Okay, so the fixtures definitely drop off after Game Week 34, right? But before then, it's Southampton, Chelsea away, not a great fixture, but Stoke and Man United in Game Week 34. Uh, you know, Arnatovic is, you know, for, for someone like me, is definitely a player that I'm looking at for Game Week 34. I mean, you know, I want Walcott to, to go as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Um, and I, yeah. I would even consider, I actually haven't, you know, I haven't really given this too much thought yet, but I, I would even consider burning for this Game Week in order to bring in Arnatovic right now. Because I just can't imagine that Walcott's going to do anything Um uh, you know when they host Everton and they host me. City. Thank you. Sorry, you were you were on top. I, I did, didn't even have a chance to correct myself. Uh, yeah, Nothing so they, gets by when me. They host Jack. City in game week thirty two. <laughs> um, I uh, you know and so if I if I think that Arnautovic can get some kind of attack in return at home to Stoke, or God, sorry, we're just talking about way too many teams right now. If I think they can get any kind of return at home to to Southampton to game week thirty two, yeah, that it would be worth it because then I would have a double game week player as well in my squad. So something to think about. I don't know. There's there's so many different uh, options. He's here. a differential, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's getting out there, but um, but not too out there. I mean, if I, okay, so again, you know, I, I I want this to be mostly wild card focused, but if I'm looking at a, a pool of six players, right, who 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 will play in game week thirty four have a double game week in game week thirty four and then also have a fixture in game week thirty five and I say when I say players I mean teams um, yeah okay we need to take a break in a second here just to re, uh, <laughs> yeah there's a lot to talk about a lot of charts we're looking at right now uh, I'm looking at Arsenal Burnley Man City Newcastle Swansea West Ham right so if we look at the midfield for those game week thirty four teams Arsenal I've already got Mkhitaryan Burnley maybe Goodmanson. Uh, Man City already have Sterling, certainly not going to drop him now. Uh, Newcastle, no. Uh, Swansea, Swansea, no. No Kennedy for you? Swansea, no, although I would consider bringing in um, Ayu, who will be back from his suspension by then um, yeah. for, for, the, uh, for 34. And then, yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Which, which leaves you with West Ham, really. I mean, the only of those six teams, the only team that really makes sense for a transfer is, uh, is Arnatovic, I think. So, um, I don't know, just something, you know, it's one of those things I'm sort of kicking around right now. Um, it's almost a given to me that I'm going to bring in Aubameyang before this this Game Week 32 fixture. So when I say burn four, I didn't even mention the other transfer because Kane to Aubameyang <laughs> is, such a, is such an obvious transfer that um, there, there's really not a lot of thinking involved there. It's just, you know, you yeah. kind of have to do it. 
Yeah, you said it. And I think we have to talk a bit about forwards and some more attacking assets. But just and, and let's take a break before we do that. But just to wipe the slate clean, Adam P chimes in uh, asking, I'd like to get your guys thoughts on the best formation going forward. Am I wrong at thinking that four at the back is dead? So based on the conversation we're having now and just looking at the clean sheet results from the last month, uh, I, I just don't see any way of justifying four at the back defensively um, approaching these doubles and with these doubles in mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't see it either. I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, I guess only if you had a wild, if you didn't have a wild card and that was how you were set up. To, I, yeah, I really don't think uh, four at the back has, has any kind of optimal wild card strategy. Turn down the bower and, and win for an hour. Yeah. As we predicted, <laughs> he didn't even start. Yeah, he didn't even start. That was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Josh. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about uh, forward options on your wild card. Same old podcast, All right, Brandon, we're back. I've had a little water. I think I'm ready to keep talking here. Uh, <laughs> Stay hydrated, Josh. This is, this is hard work. It is true. All right. Uppercut Panda has a question. He says, on all my wildcard drafts, I haven't considered Game Week 37 much. If I went with my current draft, I need to f- I need to take hits to field 11 double Game Week players uh, in Game Week 37. How much of a factor is that in your current wildcard draft, Brandon? Uh, for me, it's it's a consideration. I mean, I've spent quite a long time talking about the likes of Riyad Mahrez, but... Uppercut, you have to remember you're you're gonna have game weeks thirty-five and thirty-six, then going into thirty-seven to make transfers. So where you are right now, if you only if you're only missing two double game week players, you can transfer those guys in as you approach thirty-seven. And things will change between right. now and then. So I feel like you can't the best I can do. And this is something we talked about earlier, like try to wild card in game week thirty-three when you have as much information as possible. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the best I can do wild carding in thirty two to get a full squad of double game wakers just for thirty four. The odds of me hitting everyone in thirty four and then thirty seven, you're a you're picking from a really limited pool, like you're missing out on as we've discussed Arsenal and City assets, right? Um, and Liverpool for that matter. So it, it's it's something to think about, but I don't think you should end up doing something you're don't do something you're not comfortable with. <laughs> well, I mean, I, th- I think he's if, saying if, that he, if it means fielding a full that even, I think he's saying that even with uh, even with those two game weeks, he need to take hits. But you know, I mean, let's not forget that taking hits going into double game week is a pretty standard process. That that sure much a, a given most most seasons and most double game weeks so you know if you have to burn four to to field you know i mean and having like a full 11 you know i mean first of all you're really not going to have a full 11 because you're probably going to have one or two liverpool players anyway yeah no agreed so don't don't stress <laughs> okay. all right so let's let's talk about forwards real, real quick we have a couple questions about effectively do we keep firmino and who do we pair with Aubameyang? Yep. connor felth azam s now with Kane injured, the only front man I trust to deliver at the moment is Firmino, who is the best, best partner uh, for him with your wild card. Now, Josh, I think we agree that Aubameyang is is a must at this point. Yeah, I, I do think so. And to be honest, I'm surprised that you aren't. Um, I mean, I, I I really think that um, I would I would be. I, I know that I just I just talked about how big of a fixture 34 is for 
or how you know how strong of a fixture that is for Liverpool. But if I if I were wild carding, I would probably have Lukaku and um, Lukaku in there as well instead of Firmino. Um, just because, yeah. Well, uh, so West West Brom are terrible. West Ham's defense is not very <laughs> good. I mean, you know, Lukaku loves to play bad teams. He's really at his best against them. So, um, I don't know. You know, if, uh, that's that would be my strategy. So I think, you know, Connor, you couldn't go wrong with either either one. Um, but I might consider, you know, or, or I mean, a, a, you know, a big three is an, is an approach that might work as well. It's a little bit different, but. Um, Firmino isn't so expensive that it's like this, especially if you got him early, that it's not like this, um, you know, it's a he's a 9 million, 9.5 million player. Um, so it's not like you have three 12 million guys up there. You know, he's not, it's not going to bust your bank, bust your bank too much, your budget, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the term is. I've tried the front three with, with my, with a few wild card drafts of Firmino, Lukaku and Aubameyang. And it just doesn't work for me to get the kind of team I want. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I don't disagree with you, and my my dream lineup is probably Firmino out for Lukaku, but that only happens in game week thirty four for the double. Like fix, fixtures not even being a part of the conversation, I have faith that Firmino is going to beat out Lukaku game week over game week. But it's the double that really does give me pause, and that West Brom West Ham double for Lukaku. So, and these are the best laid plans that, that, that will never work out, but I might try to set up my wild card so that I can keep Firmino and then move Firmino to Lukaku right at game week 34. So we'll see about that. That's, that's a perhaps complicated. <laughs> well, I, I think it's definitely something to think about for sure. Um, Zara, um, Zara Petkoff, uh, I think a first time questioner says, um, should Rashford be considered as a cheap second forward option? Uh, I own Mara, so I don't want to double up with Vardy. Uh, th- okay. So actually the, the more interesting question for me here is what about the Mares Vardy double up? Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you, okay, assume this, assume you're free hitting in game week 35 and you're looking at these two Lester doubles in 34 and 37, Burnley, Arsenal, West Ham, Southampton. Three of those are home fixtures for Leicester. What's what? What is is it unappealing to double up with Vardy and Mares? I, I find it somewhat sli- tempting. It's slightly unappealing. I mean, I, they just connected a great goal last week, which maybe is skewing things a little bit. But um, I don't know. I mean, this is a team that just lost to Bournemouth. You know, like two weeks ago, you know, or I guess they drew with Bournemouth. Uh, they should have lost. They've scored in like the 96th minute. Um, so, you know, they, they have games where they don't score four goals or three goals, you know, so it does feel like it putting a little too many eggs in the Leicester basket. But um, I, I'm certainly with you on Mares. Vardy, Vardy, you know, maybe makes sense because his price is cheap. And so if, you you know, if you wanted to go that, that kind of heavy hitter front line, but you didn't want to, you couldn't afford you need the Firmino money to go somewhere else. Maybe then you'd consider it. I mean, what is Vardy like eight point six million or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. Rashford is like a total non-starter for me because I just don't trust that he's actually going to play. Um, just go and pull up his pull up his file at the FPL site and look at minutes yeah, played, and it's exactly. it's just a shotgun blast. You have no idea when he's going to get. Yeah, minutes. It, it's really it's really it's amazing that we're two years into the Mourinho, Mourinho era, and I I think of Mourinho as a guy who doesn't rotate his team very much. I mean, it's sort of uh-huh. with those Chelsea teams. You know, he would he would he had three guys in the title winning team that that played every minute of every game. 
you know, and it just yeah. this, the middle, the midfield, and the forward line outside of Lukaku. I mean, just anyone is anyone is is you know, you can go for a brace and then not play the next game. You know, it's just there's no yeah. no reliability at all. Um, all right, let's just to speed things up a little bit here. Um, here is the uh, sorry, I'm actually going to skip a question from from anyone because we already answered it. Uh, must have mids. Final two questions in the in our wild card section, Brandon. Simon on the Slack says, other than Mares, David De Gea, and Son, I am struggling to find any other must haves. Uh, maybe Smalling, Alonzo, or Vardy. Um, and then Prashant Tawari says, is Son a must? Tough games ahead. So, what do you think about Son? Yeah, Son is the one that's really making my head spin because, uh, like I said, I have Raheem Sterling still in my wild card team, and. Son is a replacement for Sterling, the way I'm heading right now. And I just can't pick between the two. Um, and the rotation thing with City is the thing that really scares me off. Um, yeah. Is Son that much of a huge attacking asset? I mean, he, he has been over the last month. A couple months, a few months, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards Son, but I don't know. I, I feel like I need some arm-twisting it, it it feels a little bit like for like. I don't know. How do you feel? I don't know. Well, I mean, the, you know, it's it's not because with Kane out, it looks like Son is playing in more of a striker role, right? So I think that that's the biggest factor is that it's, you know, I mean, I think didn't he play as as the lone forward in the um, in their uh, FA Cup in the match? FA Cup match, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's a little bit cheaper than Sterling. Um, he has returns of 16 and 15 in the last two matches. Um, he has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, six double figure returns in the season already, 12 goals, five assists. And, and he's going to be counted on to score goals. Um, I mean, to me, I mean, to be totally honest here, I, I just think he's kind of a, a, a no brainer. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, the only, you know, the only reason you wouldn't be doing it is because you're playing a wild card and you don't want to have him away to Chelsea in game week 32. You know, but right. I mean, other than that, it's it's Stoke away, which is fine. Man City and Newcastle at home for a double. Uh, Watford in game week 36. West Brom and Brighton in 37. And then Leicester in game week 38. I mean, you know, maybe he misses one of those games. One, possibly. I doubt it, though. Um, with Kane out. So, um, yeah, I think I think he's I think he's the best Spurs midfield option. Um, and maybe I'd feel differently if Kane were still playing. Maybe I would lean more towards someone like Erickson for the consistency. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, um, yeah, and you probably save a little money over Sterling, too, and he's less prone to rotation. So, Yeah, um, you do you do save yeah. a little money. Um, yeah. I, I'm surprised nobody asked this, but the big source of anxiety for Game Week 32 wildcarders is that Chelsea and Spurs play each other, and these are two teams that you're looking to buy into and that's a really difficult result to pick or think that you're going to get any points out of. So that it is a little stressful. And yeah, that might be what's, what's scaring me off of son. And going back to what uh, D wags said earlier about all of the uh, city fixtures back to back to back to back that are coming up that I guess that might sway it for me. Yeah. All right. You've convinced me, Josh. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I hope that, I hope that cost me uh, our head to head this year. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, uh, I'm I'm going to decide. I'm going to make the executive decision to skip the lightning round this week. Uh, we're going to roll these questions over to next week. So Harry Haslam, Mike McCauley, and Henry Chung, uh, we're going to get to your questions next week. There's no there's no fixtures this weekend anyway, so they'll they'll be they'll be evergreen, Brandon. They'll be they'll still be topical. Uh, Absolutely. If, if you like the podcast, uh, please support the podcast in any way that you find appropriate. 
maybe you go to patreon.com slash always cheating where you support the podcast. Uh, you, you know, throw a few shekels in the jar and uh, and listen to some old podcasts. And you also join a bunch of mini leagues and you'll be part of all the the slack and uh, the World Cup stuff that we're doing this summer, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe all you do is just go on to Reddit and defend us when someone is being a jerk about the podcast <laughs> for no reason at all, uh, which many people did this week. It was really heartening because um, I was about to spend like the entire day like just baiting the troll and 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 just getting myself in trouble. So uh, thank you, to the, thank you to the to the uh, don't engage with for, the trolls, Josh. I know I did once, just once, and like I, I could have gone all day though. I was I was really. It just, you know, people who are mean for no reason, it's like I can't wrap my head around it. You know, so anyway, so support the podcast any way that you feel proper. If it's if it's, you know, rating the podcast on iTunes, that's awesome. If it's if it's sticking up for us when someone's being a jerk, that's awesome. Uh or Patreon, support the podcast, <laughs> or all three for that matter. Uh what the else, trifecta. How do people find the podcast? You just go to soundcloud.com slash always cheating all. That's the the home base of all our audio files, and you can comment in real time on any of our tracks from episode 118 all the way back to episode one. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, where Josh, you're often, uh, you could often be found tweeting live during <laughs> matches, doing sure. your advice shops that sure. um, are always valuable, 100% correct uh, answers for any questions. I'm thinking of opening up my own advice shop that is for non-FPL questions. Just maybe fashion advice, relationship sure. advice. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested wear, in that, let us know. Correctly. Yep, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So follow us there, twitter.com slash hail cheaters. And of course, we're at facebook.com slash always cheating. All right, and then go to alwayscheating.com if you want to get all this stuff uh, collected and, and easy access to links and, and send us an email and all that stuff. Brandon, we'll be back in a week. Everyone enjoy the time off. None of the games matter this week. Like literally none, right? There's not even like World Cup qualifiers. It's it's just it's just games. It's all it's friendlies. friendlies. The US yeah, only has it, one because they, they didn't even bother to, to schedule two. They're like, we didn't have a manager. Like I think they, everyone they called up is like 18 years old. It's just like it's although they they did bring in this guy Timothy Way, which I'm pretty excited about. You know, he's George Way's yeah. son, so that, that's cool. But uh, a a it's yeah. a crime that Tim Ream didn't get called up for the U.S. because he is crushing it with Fulham right now. But b thank you U.S. for not calling up Tim Ream because Tim, we need you to get Fulham through the playoffs. That's, so yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, you guys just come, can't, come on, you whites. All these points he picked up, and you still can't. You can't get that top two. It's just too too competitive at the top. Of the Cardiff is is just cruising right now. It's, it's ridiculous. Weird. Everyone yeah. up at the top of the championship is just winning, except for Wolves. Weirdly. Uh, yeah, I know. Which, but they're, they're, it's such a big lead; it doesn't really matter right now. So, anyway, it yeah, nothing. Let's listen to our Josh. championship <laughs> podcast for more information about that. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Poku forever. Hail Sorlot. You know what, Sorlot? We don't care. You didn't play. It's not about football with us. It has nothing to do with no. football. It's about who you are as a person. Yeah, and you're a good person, Sorlot. Very so keep good it up. person. Yep. Oh!